0: Welcome to Banking on KC. I'm your host, Kelly Scanlon. Thank you for joining us. Do you ever wonder where the stuff goes when you flush the toilet or where the water on the street goes when it rains? Our guest on this episode may know a thing or two about that. His name is Bill Bunchu, and he's the co-owner and president of Pre-Tech Corporation, a family-owned company that's been providing precast concrete products for a variety of industries since 1993. If I'm doing my math right, Bill, that means you're celebrating 30 years in business this year. Congratulations.
1: That is correct. 30 years on uh, Fourth of July weekend.
0: There's going to be a party all over America. We throwing just will for have you, some right? parties, yes. Okay, so let's talk about pre-tech. Most of the time when people see big construction projects going on. They're focusing on the buildings, the really highly visible components of the project. But at Pre-Tech, you're building that foundation, a lot of the stuff that we can't see. So tell us about what a company like Pre-Tech does and how precast concrete is used.
1: We're a precast concrete company, which that means that we manufacture concrete structures at a facility under a controlled environment and then deliver them out to the construction site for the contractor to put into the ground. Got two main advantages. One is, like I said, it's a controlled uh, environment. Our quality control procedures allow us to make a little bit better product than they could probably make out in the field. And the other is, is the schedule of the project. We can have the, the structures built sitting in our yard ready to deliver when they're ready for them out on the job site.
0: So the alternative would be to create those components right there on site, which then you're subject to the weather and other circumstances that might be going on at that site.
1: Exactly. and A lot of times there's products that they can't make out there, such as concrete pipe, which we make. There wouldn't be any mechanism for them to make it out there. They they can make the other products, uh, your inlets and some manholes, different things like that. However, it's, it's much more efficient for us to make it. Uh, we have machines. We got overhead cranes. We have a lot of trained people, assembly lines things like that that make them much more efficient.
0: How did your family get into this industry back in 1993?
1: I always knew that I would get into construction some way, shape, or form. My grandfather had a concrete company and a bricklaying company out in Minneapolis, Kansas, and I'd worked for him during the summer since, I don't know, I was about 10 years old. You know, I'm sure I was more of a pain than anything else, but I always knew I wanted to get into that kind of field. Got an engineering degree at K-State, and then ended up working in some different construction companies, then went to work for a uh, precast company in Topeka. I had a tremendous amount of the responsibility and very limited authority. So I figured if I'm going to deal with the contractors and everything, I might as well try to make some money at it. So I uh, convinced my father and father-in-law to lend me some money, which, by the way, they were worse than any bank. I mean, shoot, uh, Dad would even lend me money to make the interest payments to him, but I got to, had to let him know a couple weeks ahead of time. And this was back in a time where you you couldn't just sit at your computer and send money. So he was tough, at, um, as far as that. And I really upset me at one point, but I realized he was trying to teach you: you pay your bills, you pay your bills, you take care of them. So, I mean. You, that interest payment was due to him on the first, not second. He also wouldn't lend me money unless I had a partner, somebody else. He knew I could build anything, but at that time didn't know anything about business. So uh, I conned my brother, who was just graduating from college, to join me. He put the business plan together, and we had to keep reworking it because I couldn't, dad wouldn't lend me as, as much money as I thought I needed to begin with. But after we got into business, he did lend me a bunch more later. And then kind of the rest is history. con conned a brother-in-law to come out here and run our pipe operation. when We put that in and in oh four, she had two brothers and uh, my brother-in-law. Now I got my uh, daughter, my son, and uh, my uh, myself. So
0: yeah, so it really is a very family-owned, controlled, oriented business. And I suspect that you also treat all of your associates. And you've already mentioned your relationships with your contractors, but your associates, you probably treat them like family too.
1: Yes, we look at our employees. That's our most valuable asset. All the big national companies, international companies, they can buy a lot better equipment than us, but they can't get better people than we do. Our, I put one of our guys against 10 of theirs. We take care of them. I've always got a an open-door policy. We help guys out whenever they need it. So we've got great guys. During the COVID deal, in order to help out local businesses and to help out our guys, we would have food trucks come every Tuesday and Thursday. So we'd bring these different food trucks, and sometimes we just actually actually had it catered from different pizza joints or something like that. So we help the guys out by having lunch for them. And then also, like I said, help other businesses out. People are our biggest asset, our best asset.
0: Since we can't see it above ground most of the time, give us some examples of some of the projects you've worked on.
1: Well, the, the biggest one everybody's probably uh, real familiar with right now is the uh, Kansas City Airport, the new airport. We did all the underground structures, all the, uh, the piping and the reinforced concrete box culverts for the airport, which when you don't see a bunch of water standing on a runway, it's because it went down the inlets that the engineers designed in through the pipe down into the reinforced concrete box culverts, down into the stream, eventually to the river. Of course, that also, there's structures that contain some of the, the rainwater that would have had like your de-icers and things like that. That's a totally other system that then they treat that before they allow that to go into the, the streams.
0: So you've got the airport and the streetcar, I believe?
1: The streetcar is another one we've done. We're working right now on The Current, which is the women's soccer stadium. We've done a lot of the retaining walls you see around bridge abutments, we'll do that. That's something we make that's above ground, like at the Gateway and under at Highway 10 and 435. We also built the tunnel for 69 Highway going south off of 435 right at Quivira. It's a 48-foot span. I think there was 88 pieces. It's a nice tunnel that would have taken quite a few months for them to build out in the field, whereas we were able to build it a lot quicker at uh, our facility.
0: These are obviously major projects. And you, this local company, Pre-Tech, has been winning these big marquee projects like this away from much larger national and even international competitors. What's your secret?
1: Our two largest competitors are um, international and a national company, actually the two largest uh, in the world, uh, construction materials companies. Our secret is we build relationships with the contractors. We try to give them what they value. It's an interesting thing. This may sound small, but we answer the phone. We do not have voicemail. We return phone calls, but basically build that relationship and and find a solution, find an answer. We need to be the contractor's least problem out there. Like a good buddy of mine, Jim Kissick, that uh, has passed here a few years ago, but of Kissick Construction, he would always tell me, he'd say, Bill, I write you a bigger check, but by the end of the year, you've saved me a lot more money than that check. So uh, uh, it's just value that we find for them, the relationships.
0: You're currently the chair elect for the National Precast Concrete Association. And the reason I bring that up is because, interestingly, I read that the precast industry is a major economic driver. Explain why it's considered to be such a vital part of the economy.
1: Precast concrete, like we talked about, is a very efficient way of building infrastructure. And and we always hear in the news, and we heard a big bill that our Congress uh, passed here a year or so ago about the infrastructure, rebuilding it, where the stormwater goes. You know, years ago, you used to have the sanitary and stormwater go together so they've they were combined sewers that they're separating so it's really big it's it's there's a lot of money being spent on on the infrastructure well precast makes it more efficient that makes that money go further and the national precast concrete association actually was started in the 60s by a bunch of precasters that wanted to interact with each other, learn from each other, exchange ideas. Even guys in the same market, they would get together. They came up with quality control programs to make things more consistent. They actually have a certification program that you have. Well, it helps out the DOTs because they don't have to have an inspector in your, in your place all the time. They have surprise inspections, uh, tremendous amount of things. The interesting thing is here a year ago, the uh, NPCA trade show was here down at Barda Hall, and it'll be back again in 2026.
0: The NPCA, the Industry Association, was formed to really create the standards for the industry and then to continue to educate in order to increase the credibility and quality.
1: That's a big part of it. There's there's all kinds of classes from everything on where to place the lifting hooks to why you vibrate the concrete this way, why the cover on the steel has to be this, along with e- economics, you know, how to run the business. There's a tremendous amount of educational programs that uh, NPCA puts on, and it, it's a great association.
0: You've been in business 30 years. I'm sure you've seen ups and downs, and at one point, you were really leveraged in the residential space. So tell us about your experience and how it really led you to diversify, which has put you on even more solid footing.
1: Before the housing bubble burst, probably 60 percent of our business was in the housing, which would be the inlets, the pipe and manholes for a uh, private uh, housing development we probably did probably 60 70 maybe even 80% of the southern johnson county expansion the sewers from the late 90s through when it all crashed we went from in 08 60% of our business was in the housing to 090 was in the housing. We had to do a tremendous amount of things, cost cutting. I didn't want to lay off the guys because then you have to train new guys. So the state of Kansas actually has a partial unemployment program that allows us to work guys three days and they can get two days worth of unemployment. So we split our crews and people work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And we had a big poor day on Wednesday and that allowed us to stay open. Tremendous amount of cutting, cost cutting. And the other thing is we had to expand our products. We we went from about 10 products, whereas now we have maybe 150 different products, a tremendous amount more customers, and we've expanded our market. We ship to a lot larger area now than we used to.
0: So it forced you to diversify. I know in times like that, when you talk to entrepreneurs, you don't want to go through it. But the ones who are able to come out the other side, like yourself, it is such a great, not just learning experience, but typically the business is Better off for it. Like in your case, you say you now are 150 different products and a larger footprint and it it made you stronger.
1: That's exactly right. Adversity makes you stronger. We went from 93 to the end of uh, 08, growing about 15 to 20% every year. Never had a downturn. So, when when the downturn hit, it really created some problems. Here again, like I said, I'm an engineer. So, you know, I don't know how to manage. Uh, I have struggled managing people. Had to learn real quick uh, exactly how to do things and, uh, you know, to diversify. It became a uh, uh, imperative that you do that. Had little things happened all along, would have been better prepared. but. It just came one big like a good old Kansas tornado just about wiped us out. But uh, had a lot of great employees, like great suppliers, great suppliers, contractors that paid us early, suppliers that allowed us to pay them late. A lot of good local companies that really helped us out.
0: You've mentioned you're on an expansion role. You've opened up markets in Iowa in Nebraska, and you've just recently purchased a large production facility there in Tonganoxie, Kansas. What's been driving that growth? I know there's a lot of infrastructure money available, but there's other companies that have had access to it as well and aren't growing like you at the rate you're growing. Uh, so, so what's driving that in addition to the money that's available now for these projects?
1: Well, I, it's a number of things. One is the reason we went up to, to Omaha, there was a precaster from up there that came down to Kansas City for the, the sewer separation program and and we wanted to show them that highway 29 runs two directions and so we went up to omaha and uh, found out that the concrete market in omaha is a great market there was a lot of needs that weren't being met so we went up there and and started supplying uh product and here again like we talked about the expansion of the uh infrastructure the separation of sewers that's a that's a real big deal there of course contractors we met up there took us up into the dakotas over into iowa and then, quite frankly, the the reason for the additional facility down here—we bought it out about twenty miles west of us, out in in Tonganoxie was our, our production area needed to grow and we were landlocked where we were at. Tried to purchase ground around us, but nobody wanted to sell the, the ground. So we purchased that facility. It was accelerated a bit by the Highway 69 lane expansion. We're doing the sound walls and, and that's the first thing we're going to be putting in this facility. Something we were going to do anyway, but that just kind of accelerated purchasing that. But the biggest thing is the money out there for infrastructure and then our relationship building. We don't just go in and just throw you numbers. We're going to go in and find out what you want. What's important to you? What's important to the market? How we can help you because we want to be your your least problem. If you got to worry about your precast, then we're not doing our job.
0: Where do you go from here? I mean, you have a new generation of family members in the business now. You very briefly mentioned them uh, at the start of this conversation. How does that factor into your succession plan and your ongoing growth?
1: Well, yes, I still have uh, one of my brothers in the business. Uh, The other one's out, and so is my brother-in-law. And now I've got my two children in the business. My daughter runs our business office. My son is the vice president of operations. And then my brother, he's running a new facility out in Tonganoxie. However we work the succession out, we're going to keep it in the family. We're going to keep it to the next generation. I'd like to be around when I'm 75, but not not have to do anything. You know, I'll stick stick my nose in there, stir it up a little bit, and then go fishing or something. But, uh, but having family is, uh, well, you can trust them. You can, you can trust your family so you know you know where it's going.
0: So as we wind up here, I know you're a St. Louis guy. What brought you to Kansas City, and why would you stay here to run your business here? Went to school
1: out of K-State to be an architect, and then I switched to engineering. Moved to Kansas City, worked for a couple of good companies here, knew I wanted to stay. It's so much easier to get around in Kansas City than St. Louis. Streets go north, south, east, west. And uh, the people are so much friendlier. You know, I would go out and run on the roads. You know, I used to be a runner. And people here in Kansas City would go out of their way to bring a hose out to you or bring you a glass of water or something, you know, during the summer when it was really hot. It's such a friendly place here in Kansas City.
0: Couldn't agree more. And and that's carried on into your business relationships as well.
1: Yes, I think so. We we build relationships. We don't bid every contractor out there. We, we bid on people that we want to build relationships with. It's our responsibility, along with theirs, to build a good team and build a good project.
0: Well, Bill, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate you sharing your story and wish you the best of luck.
1: I appreciate you having me on, and I really enjoyed talking to you about our business.
2: This is Joe Close, president of Country Club Bank. Thank you to Bill Bunshu for being our guest on this episode of Banking on KC. Precast concrete usually isn't the first thing we think of as we go about our daily lives. Yet as a part of the infrastructure for large projects, it provides the basic foundation for everything that gets built. Likewise, relationships are the foundation of pretext business. Bunshu emphasizes that cultivating and maintaining relationships has fueled the company's growth as much as the quality of their products. Do what you say you're going to do, when you say you're going to do it, and do it right is his motto. For generations, Country Club Bank has committed to deepening relationships we've built throughout the greater Kansas City area. We strive to keep our clients and our community first. That's not just a strategy, It's who we are. Thanks for tuning in this week. We're banking on you, Kansas City. Country Club Bank. Member FDIC.